Hi, it's really great to have you with us. I'm Rob Porter. My wife Heather and I have the amazing privilege of being the senior pastors at Kingdom Culture Church in Burpengary, Queensland. We have an incredible preaching team and I hope that this message will encourage and bless you as you listen. You can take your seats. Welcome to church. Did everyone have a good Sunday? Did anyone go to the beach today? No. That's, I'm so disappointed in you. I didn't go to the beach either, but I'm so disappointed you didn't go to the beach. Come on, we moved the service to 6pm so you could all go to the beach. Anyways, hello. Welcome to church. I'm so happy you're here. Um, I'm kind of going to get straight into it. Who knows what series we're in at the moment? Revival Resolutions. And this is all about resolutions we can make for 2023 to fan the flame of God in our lives, to keep the flame alive, to keep it stoked. And praise is one of those. I am bringing you a message tonight called Praise, the Best Kept Secret of the Western Church. Because I believe that praise is probably potentially one of the most undervalued and underutilized weapons that we have as the Western Church. I know, it sounds heavy. It sounds heavy. Turn to 2 Chronicles 20. I'll give you a little bit of time to get there. And before we get in, I'm going to define for us what praise is so that we go in with our eyes open knowing exactly what we're talking about. Cool? All right. So praise in the original Greek means to sing. Say, to sing. To To tell of. of. To To give. Or to confess. In simpler terms, it means we can be thankful and we are to be thankful for all of God's blessings and to declare the good news of God to others. Psalm 149.3 says, Let them praise his name with dancing. Someone say dancing. Dancing. Making melody to him with a tambourine. We have a tambourine, actually, Emil. I think, I don't know, do you play tambourine? I don't know, you should. Tambourine player meal. You're going to come at the end. And then Psalm 47 1 says, Clap your hands. Say, Clap your hands. Oh, a little crowd participation. All right, ready? Clap your hands. Wow, I love it. And shout to God with loud songs of joy. So the praise. Love this energy. Oh, my goodness. So the praise that we're talking about tonight is praise that involves moving our bodies, clapping our hands, being joyful, turning our joy muscles on and giving thanks and glory to the Lord. Okay, clear? Awesome. All right. Now we're going to read a big chunk of scripture and it gets a little heavy, but it is epic. All right. 
So some context. We, context. We have this king called Jehoshaphat. What a name, Jehoshaphat. Uh, <laughs> I came up with that on the spot. Virtual high five. All right. So this guy, Jehoshaphat, had a near-death experience when he's going into battle, right? He goes into battle and he nearly dies because he didn't listen to what the Lord told him to do. And so he nearly died. This is the direct context to this scripture. Let's start. 20 verse 1. Sometime later, the Moabites and Ammonites, accompanied by the Munites, joined forces to make war with Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat received this message, received this intelligence report. A huge force is on its way from behind the Dead Sea to fight you. There's no time to wait. Shaken, Jehoshaphat prayed. His first response was prayer. He went to God for help and ordered a nationwide fast. His second response First response, prayer. Second response, the country of Judah united in seeking God's help. They came from all the cities of Judah to pray to God. Little side note, little plug, we have our 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up in February. Where we're going to pray and we're going to fast and we're going to see some breakthrough like they see in this story. Then Jehoshaphat took a position before the assembly people of God and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard and said, O God, God of our ancestors, you are not God in heaven above, are you not God in heaven above and ruler of all kingdoms below? You hold all power and might in your fist. No one stands a chance against you. And didn't you make the natives of this land leave as you brought your people Israel in, turning it over permanently to your people Israel, the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived here and built a holy house of worship to honour you, saying, when the worst happens, whether war or flood or disease or famine, we take our place before this temple and pray out our pain and trouble. We know that you will listen and give victory. Nothing to do with my message, but how good going into 21 days of prayer and fasting that we can take hold of this same promise. That every single prayer we pray over February, and always, it's going to be listened to and answered. And now it's happened. Men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sir have shown up. You didn't let Israel touch them when they first got here. We detoured around them and didn't lay a hand on them. And now they've come to kick us out of the country you gave us. Oh, dear God, won't you take care of them? We're helpless before this vandal horde ready to attack us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Jehoshaphat is at this point where he's like, oh, crap, I have been in this position before and I nearly died. I do not know what to do, Lord, but my eyes are on you. And we're going to find out what he decides to do next. Everyone in Judah was there, little children, wives, sons, all present and attentive to God. Then Jehaziel was moved by the Spirit of God to speak from the midst of the congregation. He was actually a descendant, it's interesting, of Levites, which were the worshippers. So this guy prophesying is a descendant of worship. He said, attention everyone, all of you from out of town, 
all of you in Jerusalem, God's word, don't be afraid. Don't pay any mind to this vandal horde. This is God's war, not yours. Tomorrow you'll go after them. See, they're already on their way up. You'll meet them at the end of the ravine near the wilderness. You won't have to lift a hand in this battle. Just stand firm and watch God's saving work for you take shape. Don't be afraid. Don't waver. March out boldly tomorrow for God is with you. Then Jehoshaphat knelt down, bowing his face to the ground. All Judah and Jerusalem did the same. They worshipped God. And the Levites stood to their feet to praise God, the God of Israel. They praised at the top of their lungs. They praised before the battle. They were up early in the morning, ready to march into the wilderness. As they were leaving, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Listen, Judah and Jerusalem, listen to what I have to say. Believe firmly in your God and your lives will be firm. Believe in your prophets and you'll come out on top. After talking it all over, he appointed a choir for God dressed in holy robes and they were to march ahead of the troops singing, Give thanks to God, his love never quits. They praised before the battle. They praised during or before, during the battle. As they started shouting and praising, God set ambushes against the men as they were attacking Judah and they all ended up dead. They mistakenly attacked those from Mount Sir and massacred them. Then, further confused, they went at each other and all ended up killed. As Jerusalem came up over the rise, looking into the wilderness of the horde of barbarians, they looked on a killing field of dead bodies, not a living soul among them. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to carry off the plunder, they found more loot than they could carry off. On the fourth day, they came together in the Valley of Blessing and blessed God. Jehoshaphat then led all the men of Judah and Jerusalem back to Jerusalem, an exuberant parade. God had given them joyful relief from their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and came to the temple of God with all the instruments of the band playing. So they worshipped, praised after the battle. When the sounding kingdoms got word that God had fought Israel's enemies, the fear of God descended on them. Jehoshaphat heard no more from them. As long as Jehoshaphat reigned, peace reigned. I know it's a long story, but how flipping epic is that? Let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence here today. God, what a privilege it is to know you and to serve you and and to come and join with your people and praise you, Lord. God, I pray that you didn't unlock something in us tonight of the power of praise. God, that from tonight we'd be able to pick up this this weapon and use it no matter what we face, Lord, that we would be people who praise before, during, and after a battle. In Jesus' name, amen. I was recently in a battle zone, and it's called parenting my two-year-old alone for two and a half weeks. I, it, can, it might sound insensitive, but I, on one of the FaceTimes with Craig, I was like, you think you're in a war zone? I am in the war zone. Um, my husband went over to Ukraine with Pastor Rob and it was amazing. But um, I don't, some of you might not know Sam because he doesn't really come at night times, but he is full of energy. He is like, does not stop. So the first couple of days were like that. And then he got really sick and he got these high temperatures that were really quite scary. And he wouldn't like come off, like he was just like on me the whole time. And he was waking up every two hours. So for a week and a half, I was up two hours alone with his toddler, right? And, And one of the nights 
I was up with him, I gave him his Nurofen, his Panadol, brought him back into bed with me. And I look up, and there's this huge huntsman, like the side of my hand. And I tell you, I just broke down. I was like, you devil! Like, I can't take this anymore! And, and I messaged Pastor Kimmy at 12 a.m. being like, Pastor Kimmy, I need prayer! There's a spider and I'm not coping! You know, like, he knew exactly the thing to tip me over the edge. I was alone, and I was so vulnerable with this flipping spider. <laughs> And do you want to know what else is vulnerable? Praise. Point number one, praise is vulnerable. See, Jehoshaphat would have felt so vulnerable. The last time he faced a battle like this, he nearly died. He literally nearly died. And now it's happening all over again. I read this story and I'm like, bro, I would so just be fine if you ran off in the other direction and someone else take my job, I quit. I mean, I would have done that. I would have been like, I'm out. I don't want to die again, nearly die again. Thank you. And I think in our day and age, maybe it actually would have been encouraged. Oh, it's, it's okay. You're full of fear. Sit, sit this one out. We'll, we'll take it from here. Oh... You know, maybe, maybe you're a bit worn out. Maybe take like a sabbatical, you know, like maybe take a rest. Maybe go and lay and listen to some worship music and soak or like, you know, just let's just take it easy, you know. The enemy always knows exactly where to poke, where to prod, how to get you. And he would hope that you would keep running to exactly the same things every single time he attacks you with the same thing that comes around every Monday when you wake up again. Nah, go, go back to the Instagram and go back to Netflix or go back to drinking, go back to smoking, go back to porn, go back to... The last time this happened, Jehoshaphat didn't listen to God, but this time he chose different. He chose prayer and fasting as his immediate response, and he chose praise as his first call of weaponry. I'm talking about praise tonight, so yes, I love soaking, I love worship, you know. I'm always off the front hit. But he didn't soak. He didn't run in all guns blazing like, I can just in my own strength watch me go, everyone. He picked up praise as his weapon this time. What was the solution? Praise. No more fasting, they'd done that. No more face down before the Lord, they'd done that. The solution was Praise. Do you know who else would have felt vulnerable? Maybe the guys, the worshippers that were sent out first. (laughs) I was thinking about this, and I'm just imagining Pastor Rob gets this call from Anthony Albanese. That's that's our Prime Minister, hey. (laughs) Thanks. Hey, we're about to go in war with China, Pastor Rob, and we've heard about Kingdom Culture Church, and we've heard that their worship is epic, and we love how good the Lord is. That's the best song. So, you know, we just were wondering, 
we really think it would be a good idea if you sent Jesse and Brad and Brett and, and, and Beck and Jacob and maybe Abby as well. She's back from America, so we can use her. Maybe we'll send them first. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And Pastor Rod's like, yeah, let's go. But I mean, in all seriousness, like, what would happen if God didn't intervene? You'd all be dead. At the new KCW arise. All right. It's not so vulnerable to choose praise after the war is won. But before or during, that is a whole other level of vulnerable. It's vulnerable to praise and dance and sing of how good God is when you're about to go into a battle and you're unsure of the outcome. It's vulnerable to walk in here and dance and clap and sing and jump when you've just had an argument out in the car park. Or when your marriage is falling apart. Or when you failed a subject in uni. It's vulnerable. I feel like in our culture, it's more vulnerable to dance and clap than it is to raise our hands and kneel. It can look silly. It can be out of time. It can feel like people are watching us. It's vulnerable. We have no problem lifting our hands and giving a sacrifice of worship on the back of an average week with some not-so-average sin. But we find it hard to dance for joy and celebrate and praise the God who never changes, who is always good and always faithful, God with us, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Yes, praise is vulnerable, but more so praise is vital. Point number two, praise is sacrificial. See, the Levites were prepared to literally sacrifice their lives for one last opportunity to give God a sacrifice of praise. Like, like, I don't think these guys were superheroes. They were just like you and me. Psalm 54, 6 to 7 says... With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. I have a quote from our very own Pastor Rob coming here. It's probably going to be the best part of the whole message. The point of a free will offering was that there was no condition placed on the sacrifice. David did not say that he would only offer a sacrifice if God rescued him. Regardless of the outcome, he resolved to praise the Lord for his goodness. David in the Psalms went through some hectic stuff. So hectic. But if you read through, more often than not, his response was praise. Was that what he always wanted? Probably not. Was that always what he felt like? Probably not. But David knew what lay on the other side of a sacrifice of praise. He knew that even if it felt like a sacrifice at first, it wouldn't stay that way. I don't always feel like it. I don't always feel like it. I just don't. 
But every single time I do it and I put on a smile and I jump and I focus on who God is and how good he is, my perspective starts to shift and I forget. I just do. I forget about the stuff of my day, the stuff of my week. And I'm fixed on who he is. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. As the worship pastor, you hear things, right? And one of the phrases I hear a lot is, but I want to be authentic. The reality is, if you're giving God a sacrifice of praise, like it talks about, it doesn't actually always feel authentic. To only praise when we feel like it isn't actually in the Bible. And if you can find it, come and chat to me afterwards. Enlighten me. I'd love to know. I know we hate this, but praise can be a little bit of fake it till you make it. It can be a little bit of, I have had the worst week in history, like no one would know. I have, I have been through it. But I'm going to dance and I'm going to sing and I'm going to smile and I'm going to rejoice until my spirit comes in line with who God is and I know what he's doing. Praise is a sacrifice because it's a high calling. It is a calling to lay aside our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, even the reality of our current situation. It doesn't have to feel authentic all the time. In fact, I would argue that it's not meant to. Praise isn't based on our circumstances but it's based on him, who he is. There is always a reason and a time to give thanks and an offering of praise. I still got a reason to praise. You know that song? Hey! It's a good song. You should listen to it. So praise may not be authentic, but that doesn't mean... Oh, you know, I'll go up the front because that's what we're meant to do and I'll, you know, just give a half-hearted praise, you know, because I have to. It's not, I really don't want to. A sacrifice is I get to praise and give thanks for every good gift that comes from the Father. It's commanding your soul to get up and to praise him. Come on, my soul. Don't get shy. You've got a lion inside of these lungs, so get up. Get up. Every Sunday, if you have to, tell your soul, get up and praise him. Get up and praise him. My third point is praise is powerful. So praise is vulnerable, praise is sacrificial, and praise is powerful. Praise tells the enemy to go back where he came from. It tells him, I don't care what you do, what you try, my God is still worthy of celebrating. As we read before, Jehoshaphat chose praise as his response three times. Before, 
during, and after. It's always the right time to praise. Some of the results of praise in this story. God sent ambushes on the opposing team and they ultimately won the war. Jehoshaphat and his people, it says they walked away with blessing upon blessing. It said that the fear of God descended on the surrounding kingdoms. And it also said that peace reigned because Jehoshaphat valued praise. Pastor Rob says that praise is not the poor, lonely cousin of worship. Praise is not just the two fast songs that we do at the beginning of the service while we wait for everyone to rock up and, you know, it kind of gets everyone in the mood and it's a good warm-up. It's what we do because it's powerful and it changes things. Praise is powerful because on the other side of praise is our victory. It's powerful because while we are busy praising, God is busy setting ambushes on our enemies. It's powerful because while we are busy praising, the fear of God is descending on our region. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Imagine if we rock up here every Sunday going, I'm going to give a sacrifice of praise because it's going to see our region saved. And praise is powerful because while we are busy praising, peace is descending. And so on the other side of praise, you have peace from depression. You have peace instead of disruption in your household. You have peace instead of night terrors. Does the peace last forever? No. Because the devil will try and he will try again. But that's when we get up. Come on, my soul, don't get shy. You've got a lion inside of my lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Get up and praise the Lord. And then it all happens again. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's message. Our hope is that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If not, we'd like to invite you to begin your journey with him today. When we read scripture, we see that sin separates us from God, but that our relationship with God is restored by salvation through Jesus Christ. This happens because God gave Jesus his son to die in our place, to deal with the sin problem, and he rose again so that we can have eternal life with him. If we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we can know salvation today. If you're ready to do that and turn from a life of sin, then pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. 
If you've prayed this prayer for the first time today, we would love to know and reach out to you and support you. So please contact us at hello at kingdomculturechurch.com.au.